Today is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. On this day in 1927, an angry board member bombed a Michigan schoolhouse, killing 44 people, mostly children. It was America's deadliest school massacre. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the Bath School Massacre. 38 children and six adults were killed by bombs planted in the basement of Bath Consolidated School. Let's go back to Bath, Michigan, May 18, 1927. Fifty-five-year-old Andrew Kehoe lived quietly on a farm with his wife, Nellie. Bath was a one-horse town, just spitting distance from Michigan's capital, Lansing. Kehoe was a skilled handyman to his neighbors, but behind the scenes, he struggled with his temper. He spent most of his time concealing a dark, pent-up rage. His wife was sick with tuberculosis. He'd lost a local election for township clerk, but he was most incensed over the recent property tax hike. He hated being forced to pay for a new building at the local school, Bath Consolidated. That morning, Kehoe paced around his ramshackle workshop, counting the minutes until 8.45. When the time finally came, he felt the earth rumble beneath his feet. It was a matter of mere moments, but he had to time his arrival just right. Just down the road, chaos was erupting after a bomb exploded in the school. The students were either frozen in dread or hysterical. Those who made it out alive screamed that their friends or teachers were still trapped inside, piled under the caved roof. Plaster, dust, and blood caked the victims' faces so that even those closest to the children couldn't tell who they were. One terror-stricken teacher screamed, bellowing that she saw bodies catapulted against the walls and hurled through classroom windows. When rescue workers finally arrived, they found another 500 pounds of explosives stashed in the school's south wing. While those bombs failed to go off, it was clear the culprit intended to demolish the entire school and everyone in it. Back at his farm, Kehoe prepared to watch everything he knew go up in flames. He rigged dynamite to destroy the barn and house. As the timer ticked, he loaded his truck with even more dynamite. Then he flung his bolt-action Winchester 54 rifle into the cab and started the engine. His wheels kicked up clouds of dust. As he rumbled down the road, the bombs went off and his house was reduced to rubble behind him. Satisfied, Kehoe drove off his land through a rain of cinder and ash. When he got to the school, he found community members hustling to save their babies. They heaved rope to lift the roof, pushed debris off trapped students, and ushered the wounded to safety. Kehoe observed the chaos as he stepped out from his truck, 
the bed of which was still laden with shrapnel and dynamite. He walked 10 paces out and turned to face the vehicle. At the same time, the school superintendent ran to address him. That's when Kehoe turned, aimed his rifle at the pickup, and fired at the explosives. The blast killed the superintendent, two adult bystanders, another child who'd survived the initial explosion, and Kehoe himself. Coming up, investigators discover the extent of Kehoe's crimes went far deeper than they'd imagined. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 18, 1927, Andrew Kehoe blew up Michigan's new Bath Consolidated School. Out of the 314 students who attended, 38 were killed. Six adults, including Kehoe, died as well. It was a tragic end to Kehoe's petty grievance. The school he targeted had opened in 1922. It replaced a few one-room sheds peppered throughout the rural community. While the move was a necessary educational reform, it also cost a lot more to run. The town of Bath raised its property taxes to finance the upgrade. To Kehoe, the new fee proved a burden, and he vowed to do something about it. In 1924, he ran for a position on the school board and was ultimately named treasurer. He focused his work on a single goal, decreasing school expenses. Everything he did was an effort to lower taxes. He gained a reputation for being surly. He fought the system at every meeting and accused the superintendent of mismanaging funds. In 1925, Bath's township clerk died and Kehoe was appointed to finish out the term. But when his position was up for re-election in 1926, he lost. The defeat was a bruise to his ego and meant he lost his inside track to lowering the property tax. By the end of that year, Kehoe had stopped farming altogether. He neglected to pay his mortgage. He also failed to keep up with his insurance payments. Instead, he spent his cash on a World War I surplus of explosives. He bought them from the government, on occasion using them to help neighbors remove tree stumps. In 1926, he spent months making regular trips to Bath's new school, secretly packing the basement with dynamite. He then drove up to Lansing to buy more explosives. His purchases didn't raise any suspicion because farmers often use dynamite to clear their fields. But there were some potential red flags leading up to the massacre. First, Kehoe killed his neighbor's dog without explanation. Next, he beat one of his own horses to death. He fought aggressively with other school board members over taxes, but they took his insults with a grain of salt. No one suspected he was capable of such mayhem. 
Meanwhile, Kehoe's wife was deathly ill with tuberculosis, and he was at a loss for how to care for her. The stress might have driven him to burn it all down. After the bombings, investigators searched his property. They discovered Kehoe had murdered his wife, Nellie, a day or two before the massacre. Her corpse, burned beyond recognition, was found shackled to a handcart. Her skull had been crushed. One of the only things still intact on the farm was a hand-painted sign on the property line fence. It read, criminals are made, not born. Following the massacre, Kehoe's sister claimed her brother's body and buried him in an unmarked grave in St. John's, Michigan. By the end of the next year, Bath had rebuilt the school. Students who'd been taking classes in local shops returned to campus. Business went on as usual until the 1970s. The school was demolished in 1975 and Bath built a memorial park in its place. In the end, 44 people died on May 18, 1927. Though it wasn't America's first bombing, it was the deadliest so far. These days, there seems to be no end to attacks targeting children. Since the Columbine shooting in 1999, there have been over 230 fatal school massacres. The country has a terrible history of tragedy on school grounds, but the oldest occurrence remains the deadliest, a record we must hope will never be beaten. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John Levinson, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 